Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast. Uh, today, I want I ran across an article that I think is really, really important, actually, for right now as we um, are getting closer and closer to these uh, presidential elections and um, the, everything that is uh, the craziness of that. Um, so I, I ran across an article. It is from the Pew Research um, dot org site there pew research for any of you who don't know pew research is an uh organization that does a lot of polling they're kind of uh like barna or uh they do a lot of research uh and and typically uh barna and pew research are both um uh places that you can trust they're really good um when it comes to things like polls or studies that they do um, and it, they kind of span across a wide variety of things, but I ran across this one article and it's, it's super important for where we're at right now. Um, the article title is key things to know about election polling in the United States. So the, why this is important is because we get, we get told, um, over and over and over and over and over again on a very regular basis that, um, that the polls say this, the polls say that, this poll says this, well, this poll says that, right? And, and so how do you wade through that? How do you even know, man, what, what in the world is believable and what is not? And how does this even work? And, um, so anyway, so, uh, this, this article is actually pretty, pretty helpful. I didn't read all the way through it, but we're just going to tackle it a little bit and walk through it real quick. It says, um, so the title again is key things to know about election polling in the United States. Uh, it says a robust public polling industry is a marker of a free society. It's a testament to the ability of organizations outside the government to gather and publish information about the well-being of the public and citizens views on major issues in nations without robust polling. The head of government can simply decrease citizens wants and needs instead so this is actually pretty important it's it's part of being free uh in where we live and the polling uh idea is uh is important it is uh how we um well express our opinions uh it's how other people see uh, what the vast majority thinks or believes or, or how close that call is when it comes to issues that we all care about. Um, and uh, so polling is, is kind of an important thing. And so when you hear in the news uh, uh, this poll or that poll says this, uh, you want to be able to understand polling a little bit. You want to be able to trust polling a little bit, um, but you need to know how polling works um, to be able to have any sort of... Uh, data that that makes any sense um so the short answer is you cannot believe just like all the things that i talk about you can't simply believe that this poll or this uh news about this poll and what it says is accurate you can't just believe that because 90 percent of the time just like we've talked about these news uh outlets whether it's fox or the other side because it seems to be that there's Fox and the other side, which is all these other major networks. Um, and both of them are going to show polls that make the most sense for their cause, for what they're trying to portray, what they're trying to get you to believe and, and sway your thoughts. Um, so 
It says this, after the 2016 presidential election, some observers understandably question whether polling in the United States is still up to the task of producing accurate information. Errors in uh, 2016 laid bare some real limitations of polling, even as clear-eyed reviews of national polls in both 2016 and 2018 found that polls still perform well when done carefully. So what that's talking about I don't know the actual percentages or anything, but I do know that the polls uh, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the polls said Hillary Clinton was just going to win, that Donald Trump had literally, uh, I mean, a fighting chance is just not something that existed. He was more than an underdog. He was an underwear dog, right? Like he, there's no way he was going to be seen. There's no way he was going to win. It just wasn't going to happen. It was like... Um, this guy, I forget his name and, and it's, I guess not important for this, this morning, but, um, the, there's a, there's a guy that, that was hired to, um, uh, to guess, um, I guess to, to give his, um, take on who was going to win. And, <clears throat> and this guy had not, had not been wrong before on an election. And he gave uh, Donald Trump like a 10% chance or an 8%, something like that, of winning, which is which means 90%, right, is going to be Hil- Hillary's going to win, right? And these are all th- polls that were coming out. And uh, this is why it's important to understand polls and the limitations of it, because obviously that all meant nothing. <laughs> I mean, there some from ninety uh, ten Hillary's going to win, um, uh, and for all the major polls to say uh, this is this is just going to happen for that to be true, and then and then the opposite occurs, then Donald Trump wins the electoral uh, college, then it 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 really calls into question what do you believe when it comes to polls, right? Um, polls actually, for me personally, I don't understand. I didn't understand polls at all really at the time I knew there had to be some variation. I, I, there's this thought that always pops into my head that says, well, they didn't ask me, right? So they can't, it can't be completely accurate because they didn't ask every human being on the planet. That's the only way you're going to have an actual poll that matters. And that poll happens to be the election itself. Um, so, uh, that, at the end of the day, it it made some folks lose confidence a little bit in this whole idea of uh, polling. So, uh, article, we're just going to continue, says this, One way to help avoid a repeat of the skepticism about surveys that followed the last presidential election is to narrow the gap between perception and reality when it comes to how polling works. People have many notions about polling, often based on an in- introductory statistics class. Uh, but sometimes even less, that are frequently false. The real environment in which polls are conducted bears little resemblance to the idealized settings presented in textbooks. Uh, With that in mind, here are some key points the public should know about polling heading into this year's presidential elections. Okay, so uh, thing one. Uh, Different polling organizations conduct their surveys in quite different ways. Uh, survey methodology is undergoing a period of creative ferment. Uh, currently, CNN and Fox News conduct polls by telephone using live interviews. Uh, CBS News and Politico field their polls online using opt-in panels. 
and the Associated Press and Pew Research Center conduct polls. The Pew Research Center, who is, uh, this is their story, this is their thing. Um, the Associated Press and Pew Research Center conduct polls online using a panel of respondents uh, recruited offline. Uh, there's even a fourth group of pollsters that combine methods like robocalls and online surveying with opt-in samples. These different approaches have consequences for d- data quality as well as accuracy in elections. So if you uh, listen to me read that and had no idea where lost all uh, bearing on where you're at and you don't know where you're at now, right? You're not alone because there's a lot of what I just read that I don't understand either. Okay. You, you really wouldn't unless you really dug into what, what they're talking about, what all of these things are, the, uh, online using opt in panels. What does that even mean? How does that work? But the point they want you to get out of this is that, 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 Different polling organizations conduct their surveys in quite different ways, and that's important because how uh, a poll is conducted is a factor in how a poll will come out. How uh, what the um, what the samples are going to say, what the polling is going, the information that's going to end with, um, in some ways is is partially determined by this, by how you do it, and that's the case for. Um, uh, really everything uh, on under the sun, right? How how you parent is going to make some sort of determining factor in how your youngsters turn out, right? I mean, this is just kind of natural. It makes sense. So that's not hard to grasp. Uh, different polling organizations conduct their surveys in quite different ways. The second thing it says this, the barriers to entry in the polling field have disappeared. Um, okay, so... The barriers to entry in the polling field have disappeared. So uh, technology has disrupted polling in ways similar to its impact on journalism by making it possible for anyone with a few thousand dollars to enter. The, yeah, OK. Yeah. So that that so honestly, it wouldn't even take that like I could actually get on Facebook uh, and I know nothing. I, I don't have an organization or anything. I could get on Facebook and create a poll. And if it's marketed well enough, if I. Um, get it out there well enough, then um, I could say that I conducted a national survey. And who, what does that even mean? Like, you know, um, so that that's a fair point. And that's, that's a point that is uh, true about news. And, uh, you know, anybody with a blog can seem like an expert. Um, anybody with a YouTube channel can seem like an expert. I'm, um, and, uh, so that's that's a real issue, and that makes sense to me that the barriers to entering the polling field have disappeared. So just like, um, uh, yeah, this has affected lots of different things. Um, so let's see. In, this is in 2016. The contri- uh, this contributed to a state polling landscape overrun with fast and cheap polls, most of which made a preventable mistake, failing to correct for an over-presentation of college-educated voters who leaned heavily toward Hillary Clinton. Some newcomer polls might provide good data, but poll watchers should not take that on faith. So there's, what they're really saying is that there is uh, th- there are things that uh, you don't get maybe in a, and like they said earlier, in an introductory statistics class, uh, that there's a science behind polling that the average Joe just shouldn't be messing with. It's not going to be accurate because there's so many different factors, but 
because of technology and because of the world that we live in today, which is amazing. But you know that I'm glad that we I'm, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now, uh, which is really just a way for me to blow off steam and and, <laughs> and hopefully um, uh, just have some people hear uh, my thoughts on stuff, I guess. But um, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if uh, the technology uh had not disrupted polling in ways similar to so it 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 is a it's a a thing uh, regardless whether you think it's good or bad it has uh, made an impact on the accuracy of polling um a poll may label itself quote nationally representative end quote but that's not a guarantee that its methodology is solid so again that just goes to i'm not even going to really get into that because that makes sense i've already kind of said that that like i could say that um i polled the whole nation on facebook because it was open to the whole nation and i had one guy from georgia that chimed in right so uh, the 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 misuse of uh, polls i think is a is a legitimate thing that could be talked about more but um so uh, just because a poll says nationally uh, in the title, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's accurate or that it's actually national or, you know, that the poller uh, ha- had any clue what they're doing. <laughs> so uh, this is actually a really uh, important one, this next one. The real margin of error is often about double the one reported. Uh, the real margin of error is often about double the one reported. So uh, the notion that a typical margin of error is plus or minus three percentage points leads people to think that the polls are more precise than they really are. Why is that? For starters, the margin of error addresses only one source of potential error. The fact that random samples are likely to differ a little from the population just by chance. But there are three other equally important sources of error polling. Non-response. Coverage error, where not all the target population has a chance of being sampled. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Non-response, coverage error, and mismeasurement. Not only does the margin of error fail to account for those other sources of potential error, it implies to the public that they do not exist, which is not true. So um, uh, several recent studies show that the average error in a poll estimate estimate may be closer to six percentage points, not the three points implied by a typical margin of error. So what that means is that uh, that there's a six percent chance, essentially, that uh, uh, that well, that this this poll might be off by six percent, give or take. Um, that's that's the idea behind that. And that's actually really important because even the good polls, what they're saying here is that even the polls that are done, uh, in a super scientific way that that check all the boxes, that dot all the I's and cross all the T's, even those polls are not completely accurate. And, and no poll can be. Like I said, even the election poll can't be completely accurate because there's a, a actually quite a huge percentage of American voters that aren't voting, that they ne- have never registered to vote. So they're not American voters. There's a huge... Um, there's a huge population in America that just has never voted and doesn't intend to most of the time. So, um, so you can't actually get, um, and listen, if that's you, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. In this day and age, honestly, in this day and age, if you don't vote, you're voting for 
whatever side ends up winning, right? Like it, it. So I'll give you an example that really is close to me, and I've said this many times on this uh, podcast that uh, it, in this day and age, like if you don't vote, uh, the way that things are going, if you don't vote, you're voting for abortion. Um, if you don't vote, you're voting for the abolition of male and female. Um, there are so many things that, look, if you don't vote, you're voting for whoever ends up winning. You're voting for whoever ends up, uh, that maybe that's enough of a statement. If you don't vote, you're voting for whoever ends up winning. So shut up and take it, right? And, and whatever happens deal with the consequences and you don't get to whine about it. <laughs> that's just, I guess, my opinion. But that's what this is for, right? So I can spout off my opinion in the most tactful way that I know how, anyway. So uh, average error in a poll estimate may be closer to six percentage points, not three. Um, okay, here's another one. Huge sample sizes sound impressive, but sometimes they don't mean much. Uh, students learning about surveys are generally taught that a, that a very large sample size is a sign of quality because it means that the results are more precise. While that principle remains true in theory, the reality of modern polling is different. Uh, as Nat Cohn of the New York Times has explained, uh, quote, often the polls with huge samples are actually just using cheap and problematic sampling methods, end quote. Uh, adding more interviews from a biased source, okay, that's what they're talking about. So here's the deal: if I if I have a huge poll, um, and I have and I uh, poll every, um, and I get responses from every uh, sophomore and junior student at uh, UC Berkeley, and that's my poll. Well, then um, there's no chance Trump is winning. Uh, literally, it's, it's, well, if that's the poll, even though there might be thousands of people that have responded, it, it depends on your, um, uh, the idea is you have to, uh, sample a large, a large, um, scope of, uh, different socioeconomic, different races, different religions, different genders, di the, different of the two, genders and and all, all of these things you have to sample the sample has to be robust and include many different facets many different um types of people in the united states not just one side um and uh one kind of person one uh rich people only or you know what i mean like so that that's that's a real issue as well so this this idea that uh, uh, well, like this guy from the, I can't believe I'm quoting someone from the New York times and saying that's, that makes sense. Um, because, well, that's a problem. Uh, quote, often the polls with huge samples are actually just using cheap and problematic sampling methods. That's, that's true. So uh, adding more and more interviews from a biased source does not improve estimates. Um, for example, online opt-in polls are based on convenience samples that tend to overrepresent adults who self-identify as Democrats, live alone, do not have children, and have lower incomes. Huh. So there you go. 
Uh, next thing, there's evidence that when the public is told that a candidate is extremely likely to win, some people may be less likely to vote. Ooh, so um, polls are actually something that people put in holsters. That's what that's saying. And and that's true. If If there's just straight up, in your mind, no chance that um, your person is going to win, or if there's no chance your person is going to lose, you might just think, ah, let's just stay home. It's over anyway, right? And look at me. Hey, if that was you in 2016, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> the, the polls were used uh, in that 2016 election. And they're going to be used in this election. There, there are there are Republicans. I'll just say this: it doesn't matter what side you're on. Don't hear me whining about your side, okay? But there are Republicans right now that see Joe Biden ahead in some polls, and uh, and the idea is how is that possible? The man can't read a sentence, right? And so the, there's this there's this struggle, right? And, and so, but you might what that's actually going to do, frankly, is it's going to bring more and more and more uh, people who uh, agree with the things and are impressed with the things that Donald Trump has actually accomplished. It's going to bring more of those people out of the woodwork that maybe didn't vote or didn't care to vote last time. So uh, I think that's actually a bad thing for Joe Biden, but I am uh, certainly not an expert in any, by any stretch of the imagination on any of this stuff. It's just it seems to me that that, that might be a, a bad deal overall, but um, but the um, yeah polls are polls are weaponized. They really are because if if like I said, if you if you just are convinced that your candidate is going to win, or you're already convinced that your candidate is going to lose, you might feel defeated and like you know what, whatever, just forget about it. Let's just watch everybody loves Raymond today, right? Instead of vote. Um, and so that, that is a real thing. That is a real thing. Um, estimates of the public's views of candidates and major policies are generally trustworthy, but estimates of who will win the horse race are less so. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Let's see here. Uh, all good polling relies on statistical adjustment, uh, called weighting. To make that's W E I G H T I N G waiting to make sure that samples align with the broader population on key characteristics. That sounds complex. Uh, historically, public opinion researchers have relied on the ability to adjust their uh, data sets using a core set of demographics to correct uh, imbalances. Okay, so you're kind of that you're using uh, based on the demographics of the, those who um, are physically represented in your polling data. Um, you're taking that and calculating somehow some uh, person who actually is using that math class uh, that they took. Um, they're calculating in the, the overall demographics of um, the United States Um so that makes sense to me. Uh, so there are there are more of these things, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of speed through the rest of them. But these are all 
Okay, we'll just go to the next one here real quick. So failing to adjust for survey respondents' education level is a disqualifying shortfall in present-day battleground and national polls. Um, okay. For a long time in U.S. politics, education level was not consistently correlated with partisan choice, but that is changing, especially among white voters. As a result, it's increasingly important for poll samples to accurately reflect the composition of the electorate, uh, electorate when, it's, uh, when it comes to educational attainment. Since people with higher levels of formal education are more likely to participate in surveys and to self-identify as Democrats. Ah, okay, so it has to do with the likelihood of participation, and um, which could change okay yeah that makes sense which could actually change the the level of accuracy in the survey okay transparency in how a poll was conducted is associated with better accuracy uh, the polling industry has several platforms and initiatives aimed at promoting transparency in how polls are conducted that that actually makes a lot of sense that that um that if you're not afraid to tell people how the poll was conducted, how you got your information, then people are more likely to be able to trust that poll. If if you don't want to reveal that, this is a tactic that um, people in the media on either side use all the time, right? You, you pull uh, little blurbs of what an actual, uh, you pull things out of context, right? And it's kind of the same thing, right? If you pull a statement out of context and air it and then cut it off before any more explanation is given, um, then, then you're going to be able to paint that uh, uh, statement in whatever light you want, right? So context is a, a real thing uh, that needs to be taken into account. So if you're, uh, and I say that to say this, if you're a, a company that does polling and you are forthcoming with the context of your poll, how that is how you polled, who you polled, how it worked, um, then, then you're probably forthcoming with that because your poll is being done well and honestly. If if you want to hide that, if you want to just take, you know, hide the context, hide the information, hide how you got it. If you want to do that, then that probably means it's not that trustworthy. So that makes sense. Um, uh, the problems with state polls in 2016 do not mean that polling overall is broken. Yes, polls in the upper Midwest systematically underestimated support for Trump, uh, but experts figured out why. Undecided voters ultimately broke heavily for Trump. Most state polls overrepresented college graduates and turnout was higher than expected in many rural counties, but lower in urban ones. Lost in the shuffle, meanwhile, uh, lost in the shuffle, meanwhile, was that national polls in 2016 were quite accurate by historical standards. Clinton's advantage in the national popular vote ended up being two percentage points compared with three points in the final polling average. Um... The 2018 midterms brought further evidence that polling still works when, uh, well, when done carefully. So the, let's see, now this is, this is um, a good article, actually, and I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap it up because we're getting 
pretty close on time, and um, I like to keep these under 30 minutes. But this is this is an important concept to grasp, right? You don't have to understand all the stuff I just read. I don't understand all the stuff I just read. But the point is, the polls that you're going to get in the news um, on either side, I have to keep saying that because Fox is not any better uh, if you're listening to me in this podcast, you're probably some form of Republican. Um, but but I have to uh, Fox News is no better. They're just the opposite in in their bias. But the polls that you're going to get in the national news are um, polls that. Um, yeah, they're polls that are skewed. Um, they're going to find polls and probably not check how they came up with these numbers. They're, they're going to find polls that say what they want you to hear and use those polls. That's how it works. They're going to they're going to find this is this is why you have um, uh, like uh, the president maybe using some statistical facts about the coronavirus. And then meanwhile, the very the very. Uh, same topic is uh, has some other statistics that people are using because the statistics you can there are books entitled how to lie with statistics right like it's it's not difficult to get to get what you want out in in your message so um, it's a context is important understand that the polls that are in the news are likely at least uh, to some degree pretty untrustworthy um, and and um, Try to find places that you can trust polls that you see. Um, those those are going to be important. Or just don't find places that that um, that have polls that you feel like you can actually trust. And make sure that you vote, right? Like cast your, be a part of that poll, <laughs> right? Um, so anyway, um, I hope that You all have a wonderful week. I'll see you again tomorrow. And let's let's think about it.